Hello, and welcome to another episode of Our Dramatic Assets. I'm Ryan McGregor. I'm Rebecca Ann Bloom. This day and age, your own personal brand is very important, whether you're starting a business, your own personal branding, or just sharing pictures with your friends. You create this online brand and persona. Today, we are going to discuss how we made ours and talk about how you really go about creating a good brand online. And we have Emma Scott with us today. And she does logo design, website building, and more. And I'm sure she'll tell us more about that. Hey, Emma. Hello. Hey. Nice to be here with you guys. Well, here, you know, uh, that was air quotes, by the way, if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for joining the virtual ODA universe. We're so excited to collaborate. I'm very excited. Nice. So if you want to just tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and your business, give us a little bit of an introduction. Yeah. Um. So I'm based in Peterborough, Ontario. I'm a graphic designer, mainly focusing on branding and logo design, as Ryan was mentioning, um, and web design. So that's kind of a new one for, well, not really new, but I didn't really like it for a long time. And now I'm shifting back into it and uh, really enjoying it. So yeah, that's a long intro. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That's great. Uh, Rebecca, what do you do you want to start off because I feel like we should talk about our brands and then we will get sort of Emma's assessment on that. Yes. Yes, please critique <laughs> our brands. <laughs> Give us the inside scoop. So the first one is ODA, which is the podcast you are listening to. That one is actually, to be fair, hard. That was a hard one to kind of keep afloat um it's first started with a cool like caricature that we had a local artist out of toronto make a logo for us and i love that logo um but then we thought for this season we would modernize and jazz her up and that's our current logo that's so funny i see that one yeah you see it, <laughs> you see it? yes i love that one Remember that? Wow. It was a good time. But I have to say that our current logo looks really great on my website because it goes with the colors. Um, and then Ryan and I both have websites for ourselves. There's me as a writer. There's me as a photographer. And then me as an artist. And then, oh, and also me as an actor. Oh, man. I've lost count. That's four. Okay. And then Ryan, tell us about your website. <laughs> One of the things that, you know, I was thinking about when creating a brand is things like color. So I actually got started being inspired by this sweater I was wearing because it was purple and I really like that shade of purple. And honestly, I'm still figuring out what works for me. But I guess what I would say to everyone is don't be afraid of experimenting. You know, I've tried Instagram TV to try to get my creative ideas across. I have a website. And how I come across on this podcast is also part of my brand as well. But I also think it comes down to things like what songs that you pick for your posts in your feed and what fonts do you pick? And for me, I, I, I like things that have some character, some edge, but I also like something that's timeless and sophisticated as well. And, and I also just like things to match and sort of make sense together. So what I would ask is, if you're sitting at home, what is the first thing that people should do to get started? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I guess it's tough because, I mean, like you said, do you start with, like, what aspect do you even start with? If you already are a business or you're planning on opening a business or online thing or whatever, do you pick color first? Do you pick, you know, I think the logo development is pretty important. Um, Like, that's a good place to start with a color you like, but I mean, even colors that you feel like your audience will like. So who are you trying to attract? What are they going to resonate with? So what's going to attract them, right? They see your website and that's your ideal client and they're going, this is perfect for me. Um, So that type of thing too. Um, And that kind of all goes into the logo design. Once that's kind of figured out, the web design is kind of second nature after that you have all of the pieces and you just have to put that together into something user-friendly for somebody visiting it right and actually just to touch on what rebecca said i i do have a website i've actually recently started using google sites uh it, it does cost a little bit of money but i'd honestly recommend it to everybody because it's so easy it's so easy just to go in and change it and use it like you might you have more experience than me in this, but website design can be quite complicated. Like it can be quite expensive and complicated to put together for the average person. Maybe not, but this made it a little bit more easier for me. So for me and what I was trying to show and and the work that I'm in and maybe submit to 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 casting people and portfolios and creative projects and social media, that seemed to work really well for me. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I didn't realize you were using Google Sites. That's cool. Mine is on WordPress, and I have to say, I was confused at first. Um, <laughs> mine started on Squarespace because she's a drag and drop type person, and then, and then it was it was moved to WordPress, which is less drag and droppy. But also, that was the new version of WordPress. The current version of WordPress is more drag and droppy. Ooh, is it? It is. I updated um, a website that I'm working on for Lindsay Little Theater. Shout out to them. It was like, you need to update your WordPress. You need to update your Jetpack. And I was like, I don't know what any of those words mean. So, okay, new layout, drop the box here. And I was like, what? Do you have tips for anyone that might have that literal experience of of what am I doing? Because a lot of people want to have control over their websites. It's a lot to try to navigate. Yeah. I know. I, I feel like because I have WordPress too, because the new FOSS team did my website. They developed it. And I think they did yours too, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do like it. I haven't even checked out like what my view of it for this new format is, which is probably blasphemous. Like I should check it out. But the design in general, like as a designer, I love the drag and drop ones too, like, you know, web flows getting big now. Um, Square space is huge because they have the online shop kind of built in. Yeah. So I do really like those because I can just probably I change my mind a lot because I have different design ideas all the time. But yeah, I, I keep hearing that WordPress is totally the way to go, though. So I'm going to stick with it. And I trust the developers on that one. Yeah, for starting out, definitely. Just drag and drop it. So I'm in your website right now and it does this really cool like swishy thing. Yeah, there's like animation. 
Wow. It's cool. There's animations. Wow. I haven't seen the website, but I did see your Instagram and I thought it was very accessible. It was very easy to find things. And also I found, and you used a few different colors, but one of the ones that stood out for me was the teal. I just thought that was very calming. I thought that was very organic. And I thought that made a great first impression. And I think it's true what we see on social media it's not the real you, but it is representative of your personal brand. It is an extension of you, so to speak. It really is. Can you walk us through that kind of thought process? Yeah, I I personally really like bright colors. I think I work with them a lot. But even just aside from that, like I was saying before, more like I had to think in the minds of what kind of clients I would want. I, am I wanting to be a little bit more like grassroots or small biz or local Or do I want to expand bigger and, you know, work with agencies or something like that? But ultimately, yeah, the color, the color was surprisingly difficult. It's like, do I want rustic tones? Like that's really popular right now. Um, You know, I, I think that suits me way too, but ultimately with kind of tech um, and design, I was like, I got to go bright on this one Yeah, and still accessible. So that's good to to hear that it's still like a welcoming vibe. <laughs> it's very clean. And professional. And professional, yeah. <laughs> I just want to add a point to that. And when it comes to being professional, I this is a side note, and it comes to like emails and, and things, it is important to be professional. And for some of us, remember, some of us have had emails that's like, too horny for love and sexy baby 69. So <laughs> you need to change that if you want better job prospects i mean you can continue to use that and say this is me but ultimately you may get less professional opportunities because you use these emails oh man yeah i definitely had had an email that basically insinuated that i was a playboy bunny (laughs) (laughs) but i wasn't i wasn't i just really liked bunnies at the time when i created that email okay yeah see this is what i'm saying this is what happens (laughs) this is how the rumors start exactly keep in mind what the client is is gonna want and what they're gonna look for what what is welcoming to them yeah and it's really hard like i i have to remind clients all the time too like okay keep in mind like you know you might like pink, but you're a mechanic, like maybe that's not the yeah. best idea or something. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to think of like, is this attracting the right vibe? You know what I mean? Is that what your business is? Does this speak to it? Does it speak to the people that will go there? It's like a whole thing, but it is a nice reminder too, even for myself when I was working on mine, just, okay, it's not about me totally. I still have to like it, but other people have to like it kind of more than me so <laughs> that's fair yeah absolutely that's kind true of interesting that way yeah well that's good good advice so yeah. who are the kinds of clients that come to you what do they typically want to gain what are their expectations from the work that you do I feel like a lot of them are still small businesses which is cool I think I like working with small businesses because it's, it's just really interesting to see them grow. Like, I mean, if you're working with a larger business, you're probably not doing uh, huge projects like their full branding or a rebrand. But mm-hmm. this is something where you actually can see your work on a storefront or, you know, on their bags, on their website. So that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, I feel like most people are just looking for that kind of advice. Yeah. That's a good 
point, actually. They want the visuals, but they also want to be paired with like, what do I do with this to make it memorable, to keep it up, to keep the momentum going from somebody now seeing it and recognizing it everywhere. I'm thinking of starting a YouTube channel reading that a logo is more important in my case because I want the audience to know what it's about and the logo will help with that. Is that true? Um, I think in some cases, I mean, people like to point out that like certain things, like even like Nike, it's a huge brand, but it's a check mark. So it doesn't necessarily say sneakers or like have a picture of a foot or anything, but, um, but they're also, they're also like big now. Right. So they can kind of do whatever. And they, they moved into the stage of like the check mark is us now. Um, but yeah, for something like that starting out, I think it should be at least legible for sure. I see a lot of people that try and fit in a ton of little words or pictures into a small circle. And on social media, you just can't see what it says at all. <laughs> um, so that's probably the same with a YouTube channel where you'd want to fit in like as simple as possible, but maybe with one aspect or two aspects of what it might be about generally i'm now like looking at i'm looking at different logos now as you're saying this and i'm like oh i see i see what you're talking about (laughs) logos that were like in the white space there was interesting like the fedex logo has like the arrow within the white space and amazon has like the smile but it's also from a to z and it's just little things like that that are you don't even think of them but they're you're like that makes a lot of sense and it really works yeah exactly i i think that's true and i think you talk about those brands and there's really power in some in brands like that that are known everywhere but i even think in some personal brands and i think of the influencing sort of world and i think about kylie jenner who tweeted about snapchat whenever it was and it lost 2 billion dollars in value what do you what do we think about the influencer industry and when does it make sense to turn a personal brand into a business that's a pretty good question um yeah i don't know i think everyone has a personal brand whether they like it or not I mean that seems like it's the way the world's going which is kind of strange but kind of cool um and these days like I I don't know if this is something that you've both noticed too but it really seems like so many people are steering into either a side business or a full-time kind of entrepreneur you know um venture and I feel like it's just really neat. I don't know if that's, I don't know which came first, but I think eventually everyone should kind of just lean into it. I mean, if you have like a skill, photography, you know, acting, graphic design, whatever, um, you might as well have a website for it or something like that. I mean, we all know like the jobs aren't great these days, right? So (laughs) we got to like fill in that extra yeah you gotta fill in you gotta start kind of like maybe i'll do a side thing and fend for myself yeah absolutely it's the hustle and after a while maybe that becomes your full-time thing or you know your bread and butter later in life or something but i think people should lean into it if they have a skill and they they can why not yeah 
You have to lay those bricks. You got to do that foundation. Yeah, like, don't have all your eggs in one basket necessarily, right? Yeah, that's definitely true as well. Lessons from 2020. <laughs> Lessons from 2020. How was your 2020 in terms of acquiring clients? Because I feel like with the influx of people going to small businesses, they need help, but also I don't I don't know. Maybe they maybe everyone's like I'm gonna do it myself. Oh, I've seen the do it myself ones and people might think they're fooling. They might be fooling the public, but they're not fooling me. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, like the designers will know, but also like it's, it is funny because some people will say, you know, like I've had a, some definitely more work over the past year than usual. So I think that people are asking for help, which is nice. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm not against people making like a Canva logo. If you just have an Etsy shop and you only make 200 bucks a year off that, like I can see why you don't want us invest in a huge website and branding process but um at the same time like if somebody's planning to grow something then you're doing yourself a disservice probably by like doing it yourself or not even just taking some advice to try and make it look like it all goes together and is something that people will want to invest in you know yeah use the resources that you have and that makes sense to you in that moment. That's how we all get started. And then eventually, when we're all rich, we can buy all this fancy schmancy equipment. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys got nice equipment, actually. You both got, like, the really cool microphones. <laughs> I have one, too. We do have cool microphones. Just a fake one. No, I don't have one. <laughs> okay. Mine isn't even, like, I have a mini Yeti. I don't even have the full-fledged Yeti because I wasn't ready to deep dive into that financial commitment yet. I was not ready for the Yeti. But I think equipment is something, as an actor, I struggle with um, because most of my things are self-tapes now. And so that would involve a backdrop and, like, a ring light and... And so as someone that has a business that's helping businesses, um, what do you tell, what do you tell your clients? Like, do you, do you tell them to like invest in their business as well? Or like, are you just like, I'll make, I'll make the logo and then out of the situation, <laughs> shimmy out. <laughs> I mean, I try not to do that. I Sometimes, like, if I'm really busy, it might seem like that. Like, I just, okay, you know, take it, good luck, and then you kind of reach out later. But most of the time, I try and really keep in touch with people. These days with social media, it's pretty easy. Like, have everyone on there, and you can see what they're up to. And But, yeah, I try and give them the advice along the way, too. Yeah, it's it's part of the successful brand. Like, if I make a great logo that's fine but if it feels like it's not being implemented successfully then I feel like it's kind of my fault you know yeah so I I try and take that seriously too but yeah well I think sometimes the question is said how can you actually ruin a brand and what not to do and I think of like these big brands like when Elon Musk sort of tweets and Chick-fil-a having sort of the anti-gay controversy or and 
and then there's brands that I really like. What are some brands that you both really like? I really like, for example, uh, Nate and Kara. They're actually YouTubers and they're just like their brand is like friendly and travel. And I also really like Heartthrob Anderson and, and he used to work in marketing and now he's like basically a full time influencer slash TikToker. And he's hilarious. And I think there's there's a lot of leveraging of your social media and your brand as that's going on. Um, favorite brands. Yeah, that's interesting. I forgot about that Chick-fil-A PR nightmare over there. <laughs> um, right? Like, that's, that's, that's what not to do right there, <laughs> you know? But did their stocks drop? <laughs> I have questions. People are still really into them. I don't know. I, I feel like I wonder. I almost feel like, sadly, maybe not. Yeah, like the states, right? It's that's. I don't know if they really care. They're just like, I don't know. It's good. <laughs> Brutal, but um, I don't know. Good brands. You know who's really steered into the, um, like every human rights thing that's kind of happened this year is Ben and Jerry's. Have you seen that? They're just like they're not an ice cream brand anymore. Social justice warriors. Could this be Spawn? Ben and Jerry's. We love you. <laughs> so good too. We'd love to be sponsored by some sweet. Um, cherry garcia or something anyways um yeah just like i just thought theirs was a really interesting like they just like basically don't even talk about ice cream anymore they're just like you know this is what's wrong in the world and this is what's right and they're just laying it all out there what brand was i looking at the other day it's local too um juniper that's what it is juniper is in peterborough it's a it's a salon and their logo is like bumping, first of all. Love it. Yeah. And then their aesthetic on Instagram is also just nice and clean. And that's something I struggle with so much. Oh my gosh. I also struggle with the algorithm. Darn algorithm. It's always getting us. But I think that that's what a lot of people struggle with, though, is like it's one thing to have a great brand or logo and even a great brand. Like you have a great product or service or storefront or whatever but then like translating that to online where people can see what that is all about right yes small pieces of advice like stick to the same colors you know like yeah i see too many of the same canva things sometimes where you're like oh that's not even your brand colors but then if i've seen it on like six other people's things then i'm sometimes like wait, whose company posted that? Like, it's hard to then remember whose it was. But if you can, like, change the background color to be like, oh, Juniper's got that green. Like, let's use that green and white and gray or whatever for everything. So it's really uniform. And that's the good stuff right there. I feel like that builds trust. I feel like if I, a consistency, I see that and I think that brand is, I should be loyal because they're there for me. They're supporting me with these colors, <laughs> these sweet, sweet colors. It's like they have their shit together if they have a nice Instagram feed, if I'm like, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and I have 
have nothing against like, I'm not trying to be like snobby or anything. Like if I understand when people are like, oh, I just had a story and I'm just going to screenshot it and put it in a post as well, or like nothing wrong with that or Canva or anything. But um, just if anyone's hoping to build further and actually have that memorable thing that sticks in people's heads, you know what, who also does it pretty well too is plant goals. And they're also in Peterborough. And I feel like they use, like, I can tell that she's using like the same greens and like the same sort of visuals so that you really do think of them every time. It's not like confusing to remember who that was. So shout out to them. That's good stuff. They've kept it very uniform. I think I struggle because I take pictures of myself or my work. And then some of them don't fit with the colors. And I'm just like, now what? Now what do I do? No preset can help me. Like, (laughs) that's, I think, where I get discouraged. I feel like what I gather is it's okay to be a bit... There are moments where you can be a bit informal with your brand. And then there are moments where you need to be professional. And you need to stick to what is standard. What works. I've seen good advice just from social media, too. Like, there's a lot of social media managers on there that are really informative for that type of thing like you know post a photo of you like every five bricks or whatever and then post an informational one and so I think it's really like a bigger picture thing like not everything needs to have like the same template that's just like every time but when you look at it when you first go to someone's page and it's like that puzzle that it at least looks like there's some pictures of you and some, you know, of your colors. And I think, so yeah, like posting your photos is still good no matter what color. And then to just have some of those sprinkled in that have the same colors and you're golden. Yeah, well, that's a good tip. And that actually, I think that makes it very simple for our listeners. Now there's no excuse, everybody. Build your brand. Go for your dream. Build your brand. Go for your dream. Love that. Your business is called Emma Scott Design. It is. Yeah. It's, I know, it's the name, it's the name brand that you, you don't like, but. <laughs> you know what? It's a good name and it works for you. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can contact you or your social media is something that we usually do in our episodes? My website is emmascottdesign.co. And my handle on Instagram is Emma Scott at Emma Scott Design. And on Twitter, which is a little bit more informal, is at M Scott Design. Do you just post random thoughts on Twitter? Chilling it out a little for Twitter. I feel like I post some that are business things, but people don't like that that much on Twitter. <laughs> they want to hear like your your complaints and like funny stuff about your industry or something so i've tried to just lean more into a bit of a comedic uh inside scoop more so with twitter but so if you're into that then follow along (laughs) i know some social media people that work in actually respond to people's queries and complaints and whatnot some of them actually work legit 24 hours a day they actually have to respond to posts Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they respond on Twitter, as you say, because yeah. Twitter is complaint central sometimes. 
It's the Mecca for it. It really is. It's the Mecca. I feel like I only originally got it like as a personal Twitter and it was like because I wanted to complain about like a president's choice frozen pizza that had like a chunk of plastic in it or something. <laughs> Which actually did happen. But I was like I can't believe I got Twitter for this. That's such a specific critique. I at least want a different pizza. They gave me like a $10 gift card or something. And they like investigated it. They were like, leave leave it in a plastic container on your stoop, on your like front stoop. Okay. My God, the pizza scientists are coming for this. <laughs> Please identify the substance that would have been consumed. And yeah. Let's save the rest of the consumers from a recall and potential poisoning. I don't think I have any of those tweets. If there's something actually wrong, like, I mean, I'm not going to do it just for, for fun, fun. But like, if something happens, you're like, oh, what's the best way to get in touch publicly? How are you ever going to get in touch with Galen Weston or whatever his name is, you know? It's got to be on Twitter. Public shaming. Did you see that shrimp story? The guy in the States found shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, wow. That's gross. No. It was really gross. There was photos. I guess he was a celebrity. So he also was like, had more traction off of the this post. And yeah, he like posted all that. You guys should look into it. It's pretty entertaining, but. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it was recent. Maybe a month ago or something. And it, and the internet had so much fun with it, right? It's like meme city after that, you know, cinnamon toast shrimp and whatever jokes they could come up with. <laughs> I bet. This man is married to Danielle Fischel Carp, who played Topanga in Boy Meets World. No way. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. This is a hardcore article. It's on the New York Times. Oh man. So basically, he's just like, yo, these are shrimp tails. And then Cinnamon Toast Crunch is like, nah, it's just sugar. And he's like, I'm pretty sure it's not just sugar. Like, these are not sugary chunks. These are sugar-covered shrimp tails. That's two things that should never go together. He says, it says in the article that he's he has OCD, and so that was just like, he was out. Like, he couldn't. Which, I mean, fair, even if I didn't have OCD, I would also be like, nah, no thanks. If this was an isolated incident, or if they were able to just fix that right up and clean that up. And turn it around, because a lot of brands do. Should we have a speed round of this or that? A brand one? This is less of a this or that, it's more of like quick question and answer. Okay product or like part of a product that you're really passionate about like the packaging <laughs> yeah okay like the packaging tell me why you'd be passionate about packaging i like packaging i mean you walk into a grocery store and you got to pick something so it's probably going to be the one that looks nicer or that you trust because they've tricked you into trusting them because of their beautiful packaging <laughs> facts ryan what about you I like the social media aspect of it. I like how they tell the story of what, how people I associate and identify with it and how that's more than just what it is. If in this case, maybe food. Are you a morning person? Both of you? I think I'm a mid-afternoon person. Yeah, I feel like I, I think I technically, I'm a night owl. Like if I could work the hours of like, you know, 
three o'clock to like midnight or something would be better for some reason. But uh, yeah, these days I force myself to get up. So morning person for now. I am not a morning person. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not. Like I, my job is morning, like nine to five, but my soul is three to two. That's not even, that doesn't make any numerical sense. <laughs> I'm definitely not a morning person, but I would say take advantage of your day and take advantage of the time that you have. And if that means getting up early, then do it because you have, if you have the time, then you should use the time, even though that's hard. That's advice that I try to take myself these days. I think that's good advice because now, like these days with the light, well, in the winter more so when you only get light for so long in the day, you know, it's like, I just want to wake up so that I have sunlight for a period of time and then can be like a troll later on my own. Do you prefer emails or phone calls when communicating? Emails. Emails. Email. Do you prefer a simplistic kind of design for any form of media, or would you prefer something more glamorous and kind of out? What is the is the glamorous like sparkly, or is it like intricate, like crazy? I don't know. My pin, my Pinterest (laughs) board doesn't ask the details. (laughs) I feel like glam has definitely got some sparkles on there. I feel like it's just bougie. Sparkly, yes. Fierceness. Yeah. Yes. To answer the question, I prefer simple. Me too. We're all on the same page again. Like even this Zen caster is like a very simple look. Love that. For our listeners, yeah, Zen caster is our program. My good friend Emma, my newly good friend Emma, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on our cookie podcast and sharing your wisdom about uh, design and giving us tips about uh cereal as well as local design it's been a blast we appreciate you and if you're ever looking for some (laughs) web or logo redesign she's your she's your gal having me both of you this was really fun great way to spend a friday night i must say and as always stay dramatic yes thank you so much yeah and we'll cheers to have a drink to that and for all of our listeners out there stay hydrated and whether that's alcoholic or whether that's some still water some sparkling water some perrier enjoy and goodbye